This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein. We start today's podcast, of course, with the fallout from last night's games in the Champions League. Would you believe that saw Liverpool crash out the competition and Man City? annoyingly get through to the last four of the competition. Here's how it all sounded on TalkSport. The full-time whistle goes Liverpool nil, Real Madrid nil, but Real Madrid advance 3-1 on aggregate. We started the game extremely well and could have obviously scored there early, but we didn't. We were good in the game, we played much better, we didn't lose the tie tonight, we lost the game obviously in Madrid, that's clear. With two good performances, we would have had a better chance to go through. One good performance without scoring than anyway, um, was only enough. Tonight summed up Liverpool in 2021, tonight's performance in front of goal kind of summed up Liverpool at Anfield. They had chances. You cannot say they didn't have chances. They weren't clinical enough. They weren't ruthless enough. They didn't make the goalkeeper work. When those chances come in big competitions like this, as they did against Barcelona, that year they come back from 3-0 down. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got to hit the back of the net. And if they don't, then it, it lets them off the hook. And I'm not saying that Real Madrid, they were, I'm not saying they were let off the hook, but you've got when the chances come in big games like this, you've got to take them. And they didn't. Stephen Gerrard, please come back to Liverpool. And what I want him to do is work with Jurgen Klopp until Jurgen Klopp leaves. So whether it takes a few months or years, I want Gerrard... Sorry, you want Gerrard to dump his job in Scotland, work a couple of years as Klopp is number two? Until they... Yeah, because... That won't happen. Or the other solution is Benitez, but he hasn't worked with Liverpool, managed them for over 10 years. But there needs to be a change. The quadruple is still on. City in the last four and still battling for four. They've beaten Dortmund 2-1 on the night and 4-2 on aggregate. In this competition, during one game, there are many, many moments in this competition. So normally when you are winning the qualification and the average is positive, you are more cautious and the other team will forward and the moment when the turn the situation is completely opposite. Their strongest card City have got at this moment in time is their possession football. But, you know, it just erodes Dortmund death by a thousand passes. 
we create enough chances to win and finally we are in semi-finals for the second time in our club in the history and now tonight we're going to celebrate it and thinking just in three days it's Foden off the inside of the post and in Phil Foden scores the goal that takes Manchester City through to the Champions League semi-finals as time's gone by people have been saying when, when's Foden going to start when's he going to start and I think Pep's uh, used him sparingly at the start of his career potentially but certainly now he's come into his own and, and that goal fantastic for the team and they march into the semis Foden scored and Bellingham scored Gareth Southgate must be licking his lips at what it's a like. horrible problem isn't it well honestly I know people say it's a great problem it's not a great problem it's oh, a horrible it is, problem it's it a horrible problem because no. you've got to leave one out There will be plenty of games where those two share the same pitch and the I same shirt. So. There will be. There'll be I hope he's, so. he's 17. He, he, I thought he was excellent first half. He was. Bellingham. It's so good to have 17 years old. He's a, a fantastic player. I saw one image like uh, he didn't get the ball from the central defenders and how he shouted and how he demanded that ball to him with 70 years old means a lot. I think we've got two outstanding ties on our hands. I really do. Delighted that the English clubs have been kept apart. We've got an opportunity of an all-English final, but Listen, it's almost impossible to call both semi-finals some top, top quality. I just think it's one of those you sit back and enjoy it. Now, in the build-up to the Liverpool game, a number of missiles were hurled at the Real Madrid team bus as they arrived at Anfield. TalkSport's match report for the game was Steve Hothershall. Like so many right-minded football fans, I'm absolutely disgusted with the pictures that I've seen on social media in the past 20 minutes. It's an utter disgrace. Extensive damage to a large window on the right side of the Real Madrid coach. There's some reports that bottles were thrown at that coach. At 11 o'clock, police have launched an official investigation after the Real Madrid team coach was vandalised outside of Anfield. 400 people broke advice to gather around the Merseyside ground with missiles being thrown at the bus. Liverpool have apologised, describing the behaviour of a few individuals as totally unacceptable. And of course, Liverpool have got previous for this. If you rewind two years to the Liverpool-Manchester City quarter-final in the Champions League, I think there were similar scenes, bottles, cans thrown. The vehicle was left unsafe to drive at that time. No right-minded Liverpool fan wants to be associated with this sort of behaviour. I mean, greeting the team bus, the home team bus, is one thing, but criminal damage, absolutely unforgivable. Find the culprits, throw the book at them. No place at Liverpool for this sort of behaviour. Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been speaking to the media ahead of the Europa League game against Granada, the mighty Granada, tonight, which is live on TalkSport 2 from 7pm. He admitted that he wants West Ham on loan sensation Jesse Lingard to return to Old Trafford next season. We'll also hear from two gingers, Paul Scholes, United legend, and Adrian Durham, a legend in his own mind. But first up, here's the baby-faced assassin himself. Jesse has been brilliant since he left and I've, I've answered this quite a few times. You know, selfishly, we could have kept him because he's always got a part to play. Jesse's a fantastic lad around the place, Man United through and through. Never once did he moan or cause me a problem. He just came in, worked really hard and he deserved a chance to, uh, to play more football. Delighted though for Jess and uh, 
just wish him all the best rest of the season and until he comes back. And Jesse Lingard, on debut, has now scored two of the goals. He's a Man United lad. He'll be desperate to play for Man United. It would be great to have him back, I think, to give some competition to, to Bruno Fernandes. And when he isn't quite doing it, then we have a player in Jesse Lingard who is capable of reaching the same heights. I think his numbers from his... From his time at West Ham are just as good as Bruno. So I think it's always healthy to have competition in the squad and hopefully Jesse's ready for that and only wants him to do that as well. I'm not having that. I think that they have to do the right thing by Jesse Lingard. He's never done wrong by United. He's never no. let them down. No. You know, he didn't ask not to play. He's He wanted to play. They just didn't put him in the team. He's gone somewhere else and played well. So they, I don't think they can hold him back, especially at the uh, stage of the career he's at. It would all help if West Ham finished top four, they sign him and then everybody's happy, aren't they? Well, not everybody, but West Ham fans will be happy, yeah, and Lingard I, will be happy. I think everybody will be happy, wouldn't they? Now, in the last episode of the podcast, Southampton legend Matt Letizia recalled the time he played against United when they changed their kit at half-time because they couldn't see each other. Well, amazingly, 25 years on, history has repeated itself. We'll get Adrian's thoughts on this, but here's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer on why they're changing the banners from red to black at Old Trafford. If you see the banners around the, the club, it's not red anymore. You know, we've, we've looked into this. It, it shouldn't be any reason, really. But some of the players have mentioned that, you know, that split-second decision that you have to make. Look over your shoulder if your teammate's there or not. And the red shirt is on the red background, just uh, with the red seats. So we've, um, of course, tried to, um, to change that. 25 years ago yesterday, Manchester United went to Southampton and they were getting battered by half-time, and they changed their grey away kit that day because the players said they couldn't see each other, and they came out in the second half, and they lost 3-1 in the end, but it's one of the biggest, most pathetic excuses ever. And here we are, 25 years on, and they're doing it again. I, I honestly can't believe this. They, they, they may be right, and all of a sudden things may click for them at home because there's no red banners, but there's red seats... And when there's fans in there, they're wearing replica shirts. So they're going to ask fans not to wear replica shirts anymore. For me, this is such a lame excuse. I can't, I can't buy into this. Now, Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta has been speaking to the media ahead of the crucial game against Slavia Prague tonight, which is live on TalkSport from 7pm. He responded to the question about the match being the biggest of his career. The biggest game here is the next game. And after that one will be Fulham and that's only football. It's about the next game and that's the most important game in our lives. And that's it and we cannot go any further than that. A lovely chest control just inside the penalty area and a fabulous goal by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Good news on Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, um, but you're going to need all your big game players fit, aren't you? Absolutely. And we've shown that, that in big games, big players have to step in and create uh, the magic moments. And, um, and you need that. So let's hope that we can have them. Now, Slavia Prague's Andre Kudela has denied racially abusing Rangers Glenn Kamara during their Europa League tie last month. He's considering appealing the 10-game ban he's been given by UEFA for the incident. His club have apologised, but again, haven't admitted to any racism. The Rangers midfielder has been suspended for three games for assaulting the Prague player in the tunnel after the match. Aaron, a caller on drive, spoke about the abuse of Kamara. But first, this is the kickoff presenter, Hugh Wozencroft. I can't come in here and say one player's behaviour is totally wrong and they should have a, a, a far more lengthy ban and then say for a physical assault that a player shouldn't have been banned at all. I think if we're going to set a moral standard in the sport, it goes for everyone. I can completely understand those 
those feelings, by the way, the moment I saw that news, I sent a message to a friend mm. and said, glad he punched him. And, and, I, and I don't condone violence and you know that that's not what I'm like. But there, there is a feeling that this won't be dealt with by the authorities. There is a feeling towards players who've been abused, people that have been abused, that you can't go through the normal procedures. You can't go through the normal channels because the outcome won't favour you. And some people take that justice, if you like, into their own hands. So I, I won't say anything negatively about Glenn Kamara. I can just say, look, I understand why he's got a three-game ban. And, um, and, and look, those are the rules. You can see it in the eyes. Like you, you want to cry, or you know, you're so angry that you got tears in your eyes, pretty much. And at that stage, sometimes I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but you can't. You, someone comes over you, and you can't control yourself. And I feel like it's completely wrong that you should get a free game ban. And like I just heard on the radio there, that Cadella gets a ten match ban, but then at the end of it, could probably could still pick up a medal. And it'd be all forgotten. And, it, you know, I've had through football, through amateur football, I've had a lot of racism, my whole team has. And it just frustrates me that no one does anything or no one at the top who's given this ban has realised what would have come over him at that time. Now, will Pochettino be given the respect of an elite manager if he wins the Champions League with PSG? And aren't Neymar and Kylian Mbappe too good for the French League? Well, let's hear from one of Mopo's former players, Andros Townsend. But first, we'll start with a war of words, shall we, between Simon Jordan and Trevor Sinclair in response to Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher speaking on CBS. So it's a poor league, it's an average league, and it's just about these Champions League nights, basically. We're talking about the French league, but playing week in, week out in France, players of that quality shouldn't be playing in that league, it's not good enough. When you look at Mbappe, he's won the under-19s Euros with France. He's won the World Cup with France. He was, he, he, he's French. He's played for Monaco. He's got a move to the biggest club in France, PSG. He wants to win the Champions League with them. Who's Jamie Carragher to say that he shouldn't be playing in Liga? Of course he should. And once he's achieved that, maybe... He'll go and experience a different league, La Liga, the Premier League, hmm. Bundesliga. Who knows? But I, I can't agree with how'd that. that and, out, how'd that work out for Lionel Messi then? How did he patronise his career in Argentina? Or did he just go and play for the biggest club at the time in world football, where his standards and the standard of football were significantly higher? We know, when he was 13. We know, we know that Liga doesn't have the same competitive tension Oh, no. as the bigger leagues. So what Jamie Carragher is saying, in fairness to Jamie, is if we want to benchmark this guy and he wants to benchmark himself against the he's world's best... Well, not week in, week out in Ligue 1, is not. Yes, he is when they're in the Champions League, but how many games is that, Trev? 13. And they play 38 games a season. football for France and winning the Granted, World Cup as gr- Granted, but we're talking about domestic football. Right? And he can well, play I'm for... just talking about him and his journey. But, but, he can, but both of you are making assumption that, we, that you understand the workings of the boy's mind or his career path, right? Jamie's no, I'm got just one, looking at facts. Jamie's got one... Yeah, you got, you're looking at facts based upon the fact he's gone to play for PSG. If PSG didn't have a big bag of money that could afford to pay him, do you think he'd be at PSG under the narrative well, of what you're advancing? Why would he go and play in Madrid? Or why would he go because and play Barcelona? Because he'd get Barcelona? a big bag of money. Barcelona Jeez. and all the big clubs are not going to go to a player who's played 53 games at Monaco. That's why he's gone to PSG, because they recognise their talent in their own country. Nice it's like a player Trevor. going to Celtic or Rangers. If they prove themselves at a big club in that country, they might get moved down to the English Premier League. That's what I'm saying. It's part of his journey. There. Credit to them, because, you know, they've slain two sort of European giants, really. And this is, you know, Poch taking PSG maybe t- to that sort of next level. Maurizio Pochettino, world-class for you. Of course, he's one of the best managers, if not the best manager in the world. Namely, one other manager that can do 
over a five-year period that can do what he did with Spurs, that can take Spurs, like I said, take Spurs from mediocrity, let's, let's be honest, and when he took over to the envy of Europe and, and a Champions League final. I don't think any other manager can do what he did. So for me, he's up there, if not the best, then one of the best at the minute. Well, that's nearly it. Let me remind you, you can hear live commentary tonight on TalkSport from 7 of Slavia Prague against Arsenal and on TalkSport 2. 8 o'clock, it kicks off Manchester United against Granada. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm with the fun boy, taking your calls after those games. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.